Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the latest auto, well, EVs and Beyond uh, live stream. Sorry, crossing over between titles there. Uh, thank you again for coming along and talking to us. A uh, couple of weeks off there, but I didn't leave you hanging. I don't know if you noticed, but every Tuesday there was a, if there wasn't a live stream, there was a video premiere. We've just had so much on lately. We've had a, a few trips in, in play and field days and a few other things. It's just been really busy in the ev space so uh yeah um welcome welcome back and we can summarize i think a little bit of the stuff that's been going along uh in the last few weeks so uh yeah uh, see where the room is slowly filling up uh if you uh are here for the first time welcome if not well you know what to do ask lots of comments make lots of uh pithy comments and questions in whatever chat function you've got next to wherever you're watching be that on the live uh, stream uh, on YouTube, which is my preferred place to watch, uh, on Facebook, which is the laziest place to watch, um, or uh, LinkedIn, which is, uh, I guess, the businessy place to watch. I don't know. Um, oh, look, we've got a, LinkedIn, a Facebook like there just after I go and uh, trash Facebook. Now, first, Facebook's wonderful, but uh, I think the video quality is best on YouTube, and I'm a bit of a... I like my video quality, if I can get it right. Hopefully it is looking okay from there. So yeah, anyway, uh, thanks for joining us. Now, I, I did see someone posted up on the BYD page. Not sure if there's any BYD-specific uh, stuff this week. There isn't. Um, I, I don't have any groundbreaking information for you like I haven't had, had in some previous weeks, uh, other than we probably will quickly touch on the, uh, the tachyon that uh, we saw when we were down at field days. So uh, yeah, let's um, uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, but uh, otherwise, it's a pretty run-of-the-mill straight uh, event tonight. So I'm going to bring in my guests. And firstly, from Sunny, I'm not sure um, because it's uh, uh, I'm not there. It's it's a bit grey up here where I am. Uh, Telpo, I'm going to bring in Steve from Drive EV. Uh, thanks for joining us, Steve. Hey, Richard. How's it going? You can see in the background that it's pretty grey, but it's, it's <laughs> yeah. It's, it's warm enough. We're not freezing. I'm not wearing a jacket and a woolly hat. So, <laughs> and and how how have you been? I mean, look, generally the used car market seems not wonderful at the moment. But is the dedicated EV side trucking along okay? Um, I mean, we're trucking along okay. We're we're certainly not flying. I, I think everyone's sort of a little bit um, quieter, and I think especially with coming into Christmas. But um, yeah, I mean, we um, we sort of have our. I guess specific sort of market with just selling 100% electric vehicles. Um, so yeah, we've always got that customer base that keeps us ticking along. But um, yeah, a little bit quieter than usual. Yeah. Oh, all good. Well, um, look, uh, your talents are well known in regards to driving all around the country delivering electric vehicles, and that's going to come into play later on tonight as we start talking about. EV road trips and some tips and some ideas and some uh, theories about what you can do to make those a little smoother. Um, you got any road trips planned for the summer? Well, I mean, you might notice that my face is a bit red. I've actually just come back from Port Jackson, so um, last night. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, I, I am very passionate about EV road trips. So um, yeah, uh, work-wise, uh, just we've yeah just got a, a an Auckland trip coming up and a, a few sort of. Nothing too exciting, no, um, you know, the far north trips and that sort of thing, but we'll, we'll be hitting the road and um, for sure and doing some fun stuff. Awesome, awesome. Now we're going to bring in our, our second guest for tonight, and he's a man that probably does 
more road trip miles than I think either of us. And I think we're pretty high on the road trip mile stakes. And that is the Tesla Tobar King, uh, Mark Buckingham. Thanks for joining us, Mark. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Live from Studio Model Y? Yes, that's me. <laughs> yep, just nearly, nearly at 20,000 k, not quite. And, and, and whereabouts in the country is, is uh, Studio Model Y tonight? Uh, well, actually, I'm in my driveway, but I'm in the studio because I've got a couple of lads making a whole lot of noise working on cars. <laughs> <laughs> Too noisy as in, in there. As in fitting tow bars to cars? No, 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 no. But I literally, 15 minutes ago, I just finished doing a mighty little tow bar on a mighty little Hyundai Kona. Ooh. Third one I've done, Kona, and all three of them have from up past your way, all from ah. Northland. Uh, this one came down to me to get done, but yeah, busy, busy day. Three model Ys and a, and a Kona. Fantastic. None of those, uh, none of those Konas for the New Zealand Police. Of course, we heard the news today that the New Zealand Police have bought a rather large, well, a reasonable number of Konas and a few Ionic Fives on the side. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think they're all yeah, for uh, exciting news. Yeah, for non-frontline staff, but I think it's a, it's a a good uh, a good sign that they're heading in that direction and trying some of that stuff because there's very little reason why you know non-frontline stuff can't be driving electric vehicles, I guess. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and I mean with the mileage they do and the um, you know they're not as I understand it anyway they're, they're not so much company cars they're more just you know vehicles to use during the working time so yeah sounds like yeah. a great use. Yeah, it's interesting. The, that Kona just still seems to be a bit of an old model now, but it's still trucking along and still selling in really good volumes to fleets. They just, yeah, I think they just love the simplicity of that car. It's um, the range king, mate. That's why. Yeah, yeah, it is. Super efficient, super efficient. Right, so uh, we will uh, move on now into our usual section, and I'm going to try and do some magic of cinema here. And uh, go through into the news. Now, the first news is not really news. It's, it's me just doing a little bit of marketing here. Uh, the EVs and Beyond YouTube channel. I really want everyone who's watching this, particularly if you're watching on Facebook, to jump over and subscribe to the EVs and Beyond Fa YouTube channel. We've just passed 3,000 subscribers, which... If uh, if our friend from Kiwi EV Adventures watching, that is, I know nothing in the scheme of things. But to me, to me, that's a lot of subscribers. I feel, and we are just pumping out the content at the moment. Um, if I uh, show, have a look through here, and we'll touch on some of this in the news. Uh, we have got uh, a few videos from Field Days. We looked at the new uh, Ford E Transit, the uh, Hyundai Ionic Ionic Six was at Field Days. Uh, the uh, LDV Maxxis stand, which had the EV Ute, and what I think was one of the coolest vehicles of the show. It was a little E-Deliver 3 pickup truck. Everyone loves a little pickup truck. Uh, that was there. Um, we have that video that we've, we've popped in a few places, and that is we drove the LDV Ute and a E-Deliver 9 from Auckland to Wellington. It was a really cool trip. Um, popped in to see, uh, to see Steve there on the way. Um the uh, we have the uh, our kind of first drive review of the Maxus or LDV Maxus Mifa Nine, which is uh, sitting out in my driveway at the moment, and then lots of BYD content, uh, which just rates like crazy. Mercedes Benz EQB review. We've got all sorts of stuff there. 
go on there, subscribe, have a look through it. It's a great way to spend some time as far as I'm concerned. But then I would say that. Um, yeah. And probably, I guess, pop over and go and see Steve's YouTube channel as well. You guys have got a YouTube channel, haven't you, Steve? We do, we do. We've, um, yeah, Jay pumps a bunch of videos out on there. And, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's hard getting, getting, getting with the subscribers and um, that sort of thing. So, yeah, absolutely. Get on there and hit the button and... You, you can go and bookmark it on YouTube on your uh, Model Y if you want. <laughs> um, we are getting a little, we're, we're getting a little bit of um, uh, uh, feedback from you, Mark. So I'm just going to mute you when we're when we're not necessarily when we, until we come to you, if that's okay. No, we're not trying to just push you out. Just the the sound, just the sound. Oh, it's, it's, it's a good way to wise wise thing to do anyway, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> just maybe have a 10 second delay on marks that you can just filter out certain things <laughs> now the other element of promotion this month uh, this week of course is we're about well about a week ago or so ago now yeah a week today we put up the latest EVs and Beyond magazine of course covering their uh, the MIFA 9 um, we go through the uh, winners in the low emission transport fund the latest round uh, we uh, look at the uh, pile of charges as you do, uh, talk about ABB's Terra 360, the units that are coming through, Sparky, uh, the Ports of Auckland Tugboat, uh, we go to Auckland's E-Bike Expo, uh, and we drive a few of these, as I said, the, uh, the MIFA 9, the Mercedes-Benz EQB, um, uh, we look at the new Opals that have arrived in the country, and I ride something that was really uh, interesting um, and uh, a little bit of fun. I drove a storm, well, it's by storm rides out of Auckland, a, uh, an e-scooter, the, um, the Wolf, the Carbo Wolf King Pro GT, which is a two-wheel drive e-scooter with uh, two, kilowatt, two two kilowatt motors. So uh, yeah, that was a bit of a beast um, and uh, a little bit fun to fold up and get into the car. Um, has it, have you built anyone a rack to carry big beefy e-scooters yet, Mark? Uh, haven't built any racks, but there are some some decent racks that will definitely do that for sure. Yeah. Done a few cargo racks for guys, you know guys have bought cargo racks that we've fitted on. So there's a few of those over on um, David's EV Towing Adventures page. Cool. Awesome. You know, it, it, um, it, I love that scooter, but folding it and getting it out of the BMW i4 was fun, to say the <laughs> least. It's over a metre long, 50-odd kilos uh, in weight. And while I look bigger, I mean, yeah, that's a lot of weight to carry. So, And that know. car's got plenty of room. Yes, yes, exactly. Well, no, no, not the i4. It's sort of, it's tight, it's tight. Anyway. Uh, let's move on to some 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 really real towing news, and that is uh, the Tesla Semi has officially been launched and delivered, uh, and it's completed an 800-kilometer trip with a full load, uh, according to Elon Musk. They also then did a uh, further load of chips and Pepsi down to the launch event, which um, uh, they've live they've shown on live stream, and uh, that's uh, uh, I'm prob not sure if that was up at the full uh, 81,000 pound tow uh, load. That's a lot of chips and Pepsi. <laughs> It is a lot of chips and Pepsi. Um, don't want to sound negative, but just want to note that I think at eighty-one thousand pounds, that's still quite a way short of New Zealand's big B trains, the the fifty max ones. Um, but still more than most towing vehicles. I'm guessing there, uh, Mister Towing King. 
Yeah, um, pretty impressive, really, when you think about if they can do 500 miles um, with that sort of weight. It's um, more than what we need here. You know, that's that's, that's just awesome. Mm. Just need a mega charger in Taupo and Auckland and Wellington, Christchurch and Dunedin, and you're away. I think there's some questions that still need to be asked. I don't think we actually know um, entirely what the weight of the truck was versus the weight of the load. So I think 81,000 pounds, I think it's about seven seven or eight tons short of our maximum. And then the truck itself, I believe, is substantially heavier than a normal truck. Um, so it will be interesting to see what the actual final net payload is of all that, but super exciting, super exciting. Um- I'm guessing that 900 kilowatt hour battery estimated um, is quite heavy. <laughs> I'll take a wild guess that it is. Well, what's the? Well, Steve might have an idea on this because they've played around with a few batteries. What's a what's a hundred kilowatt Tesla battery weigh in at roughly? Oh, I do know this, but I've forgotten. I think they're what are they? They're are they 600? No, are they they're 500 kgs? Are they? You know, I thought I thought they were. Yeah, because the leaf pack's about three fifty. Hmm. Yes, yeah, so it's probably um, five hundred. Yeah, yeah. I know that the hundred kilowatt hour packs eighty kgs more than the eighty fives. Um, oh, there we go. Google it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm weighing. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm uh, um, uh, doing something else. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry. I'm finding another weight. So, so I guess we could we could su- suggest that we're talking about about a four ton battery mm. versus an eight cylinder truck mo- yeah. truck motor which apparently weighs about half a ton yeah so yeah that's okay. that, i think that's the one pardon what's that what's that steve yeah i mean that, that kind of makes sense doesn't it about yeah around those sorts I mean, of numbers a, a, lot, a lot of great features such as you know the, the the standing in the cab to take your jacket off um and just the the driver's going to be so less fatigued after a big long drive, it's you know going to be awesome. Yeah, interesting to see that they only at this stage only doing a day cab, not a not something set up for particularly long haul trips. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm sure they'll get there at some point. I'd suggest that maybe it's weight that they're avoiding by not doing a bigger cab or something. But who knows? But exciting to see that it's underway. Hopefully, it could come to here come here relatively early in the piece, considering the fact that it's sent to its. It's a sing, you know, center drive. So I guess they don't have to wait till they convert it to a left or right hand drive option. Mm. Yeah. It's such such a good sector to have electric vehicles in because, as we know, with our sort of work vehicle and Mark's <laughs> work vehicles, electric cars just love being used. You know, you put them in a situation where you just drive them every day as far as they can go and just charge them, and they just, you know, they they do so much better than. A combustion engine um, from a sort of heavy use point of view. So yeah, it's just going to be amazing when um, not necessarily just this, but when other you know long haul trucks and um, vehicles like that hit the market. It's uh, it's yeah very exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, Andrew says uh, the Tesla truck would be interesting to see what the range would be here as opposed to the US freeway system. Uh, the video looked like a pretty flat drive. Um, they do go through a bit of a, a bit of a incline coming through between kind of that uh, um, you know, back valleys of California into the uh, through LA and then down to San Diego. But yeah, it is a very well set up freeway system. 
Um, so yeah, be interesting. Look, it's the old deal. It, it doesn't matter if it's not perfect for everything, as long as it's good for something. Um, yeah, yeah. It's so uh, we've, it, it, we've noticed with um, sorry. No, you go. I was just saying we, we've noticed with um, with Hulk out decimal less that we tow you two and a half ton with. Um, you know the difference between having two and a half ton or you know unloaded at eight hundred kgs um, is. It, it's more to do with aerodynamics on the flat. Um, weight seems to have very little to do with it. You, you tow something that's, um, I guess, around 1,700 kgs or really pushing it right to that limit or something that's 1,300 kgs. The actual range consumption on, on fairly flat roads is, is minimal. It's the hills that, you know, that, that the weight becomes relevant. So, it's, yeah, it'd be interesting. I think there'd be certain environments where... Once you get moving with with the torque of an electric motor um, for the the big big semi truck, once you actually get it off the, you know, get it up to speed, if it is fairly flat, um, you know, it might it might actually be pretty impressive with with the with the weight because it's obviously mm-hmm. pretty aero. Yeah, yeah. It as I said though, it doesn't yes, it doesn't have to be good for everything. Look, don't expect necessarily a Tesla model a Tesla truck to semi to immediately run Auckland to Wellington overnight trucking runs. But then only a very small number of the trucks in New Zealand that are out there do that. They they use purpose-built trucks for that. Um, mm. But here, you know, Auckland Tauranga runs, around Auckland runs, huge amount of transport simply running containers back and forth from Auckland to, you know, the nearest port, from where you go to your nearest port, which are relatively small trips. At not, yeah. not necessarily always at a laden level either. Our mate Adam Middlebob, everybody's mate Adam Middlebob, very excited about the semi. Uh, as most of you know, he drives a an EV truck daily, and he's now in a fancy Scania. Um, but he's been driving a lot of buses and all sorts of EV um, heavy heavy transport vehicles. And um, yeah, he's um, he's he's going to be the first one in the semi in New Zealand, surely. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've been seeing a bunch of the. Um the Geely buses at the hypercharger across the road. Yes. There's some purple, I don't know. Well, I've been seeing three. I don't know whether it's the same three over and over or all the all this three uh, there, new there, ones so, each day. But. So there's quite, there are a number to go down. Um, JDB Group, the distributors that, who are bringing those buses in, are, uh, have, there's just a shortage of coastal shipping at the moment. And so oh, they've okay. found it easier just to get some drivers and drive them down the country. Yeah. Uh, I believe yeah. they they charge in Hamilton, Telpo, um, and then Wellington, and then on to or they go all the way from Wellington to Christchurch in one hit. Yeah. Um, so I had a little so, sneak peek at the um, HBC, and it was charging about 135 kilowatt, mm. um, and I think it, it had taken on about 135 kilowatt hour. So I don't know, are they a couple of hundred kilowatt hour, or are they one fifty or something? Or I I would have to find it exactly, but I think they're about. Ooh, no, I'm not going to answer that question. I did get told somewhere, At least but um, I know that. Uh, I believe it is quite a bit more than that. Um, yeah, yeah. <coughs> uh, I, yeah, I didn't I, know. Obviously, um, what they started. Four hundred, yeah, four hundred yeah. kilowatt hour. Oh, I think it is. I remember I, one being four hundred. Yeah, I believe they're four hundred. Um, and I believe one of the issues they have with charging when they're taking them on long distances is that they they can't just charge in any charger because the um. The, they they are a high they're a high voltage battery obviously so yeah. they need a higher voltage charger to charge so they can only really charge on the charging ones or I believe in Hamilton and uh, in 
Wellington, they charge at specific charges at bus company depots um, that aren't necessarily fast but can operate at the yeah. So they're um, that's an interesting one. We're in, we're likely to go for a ride on one of those trans shipping trips. Uh, we're just waiting for timing to work on that. Um, yeah, and I've got to get through my my next little road trip, which we'll talk about uh, a little bit later, which is sort of related. Uh, now, um, the other news that's been out there is that ChargeNet have finally, um, well, their price rises have gone through. Um, not everyone's entirely happy about it, uh, which is the case, I guess. It depends on what you're driving. Um, from my understanding, if you're driving a <coughs> nice, uh, slow-charging leaf, it's probably a win. If you're driving something big which charges fast, it's probably not that big of a win. Um, but, uh, yeah, the pricing started on November 30th. Uh, they still haven't bought the idle fee in yet, but now, depending on where you are, it's a 3 tiered system you're paying. 80 cents a kilowatt hour uh you do the miles steve is that gonna hurt your back back pocket a little bit yeah yeah so we we noticed our first um okay i, I took a screenshot of it. i think it was about a was it maybe 70 dollar charge i think it was with hulk we we rocked up to our man uh yeah uh 10 sorry was about one percent and charged to i think 80 or 90 and yeah it was a bit of a Bit of a lump. Did you I, I, did you say one percent? One percent, yeah, yeah. YOLO. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's normal. I was, I, I was scheduled to have five, and I burnt the I burnt the um <laughs> the extra four because I was I was just sending it. Not it was a calculated one. Yeah, it was calculated warming one. the battery. Warming the battery. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. But um, but no, that was um, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's just because we're preconditioned EV folk who've been driving electric cars for. You know, so long that we're, we're anything over twenty bucks is a bit whoa. whoa. <laughs> so, but no, I mean it's it's um, you know, that, I mean we installed one at Drive EV. I mean they're not cheap units to put in. Um, I mean they're forty k before you um, open the box basically, or they they were. So, um, yeah, I mean everything else is going up. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's still yeah in the scheme of things. Um, but it, it is, yeah, it's definitely noticeable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark, does this mean you'll be um, you'll be sticking to the uh, Tesla charges to uh, keep your bill down? Well, I'm still got some referral Ks that I'm trying to use up. So um, most of my Ks are around Auckland. So I'm charging up at home, and um, it won't affect me too much, except for when I do a, do the quarterly road trips. You know, so. That's not too bad. Um, I think I'll probably concentrate on doing a bit more, you know, where charging where I stay rather than charging on the on the trip. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's going to affect me too much. And I like the idea of the, um, you know, it's now going to charge. If you leave your car sitting there and it's not and it's finished charging, you're going to get charged for it. So yeah, I'm I, happy I... about that. Idle, idle fees are good. I also think there should be some form of... I, I think they need to bring up spec some form of system like the time charge just to discourage charging over 80% as well. I think that's, um, that's something that's been missed in this price change shift and hopefully they'll eventually realise that it maybe doesn't work the best for utilisation. Um, yeah. So yeah. we'll see. I no, we'll see. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree with that too. Because it, is, it is something that, um, you know, if, if everyone charges to... You know, ninety-five percent. It's it's just going to take forever for, yeah. for little gains. Um, 
I did a little trip up north, and um, as I as I often do, and I came back down, and I was going to get back to home at two percent, which was would have been fine, but I ended up with a bit of a detour because they closed the Dome Valley. Um, as you, so I had to go, and they, they closed it down by down by um, the Mangawai Road, so I had to go Mangawai Road, so I had to go back up to um, sixteen and back down. So I was coming down. I thought, oh, I'll go into Kumu there, where the Victor charges are, you know. And I pull in there at ten thirty at night on a weeknight, and there's two cars there, a Tesla and a Leaf. Not that that matters, but one of them was uh, had been there twelve minutes, and he was on eighty seven percent, and the other one was uh, at about seventy something percent, and he'd been there nine minutes. So mm. it was kind of like these guys are there to charge up. Why aren't they at home? You know, it's just the top of the battery, but they're just yeah, it's crazy. Well, yeah. you, you, you may have stumbled across this, this chat before, uh, uh, Mark, but at Walkworth, there is a guy who goes to the gym at about 5.36 in the morning, a lot of days of the week, and he will go and park his, his import Model S on the charger at Walkworth, the Vic charger, and leave it there while he goes to the gym. <laughs> it's just... Like every, <laughs> do you need to do it every day, buddy? You know? <laughs> yeah, because I mean that's the thing. If if that's sitting there on, um, you know, if you've got like a an eighty five kilowatt hour, um, you know, Model S, you, you turn up at you know eighty three percent, that's going to dribble away, <laughs> you know, to that ninety five or one hundred percent. That's going to take, that's going to take a while. You know, that's 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 a gym workout. <laughs> um, Hey, yeah. it won't be much longer, and someone else will own them, and they'll be charged, and then that guy won't be there. Yep, yep. So Hopefully. that tender, that that tender is either under underway or um or closed now, but someone new will own those charges soon. It'll be interesting to see who. Um, I don't, I know, I've actually got no indication from anyone as to who's actually picked them, who's picked them up, or who's in the running for that. But yeah, if someone's going to pay for them, they're probably going to make want to make some money out of them. Uh, yeah, who knows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've always, whenever I'm sort of time scheduled, if we're doing a delivery or something like that, I, I basically ignore any free charges, any vector charges. I just, I don't even look at them. I just assume that they're full. If I've got a yeah. time schedule, they're just not even on the radar. Exactly. Um, exactly. Right. Let's uh, fire through these last couple of news stories so that we can get on to discussing what we're already kind of leaning into, which is kind of tips for long distance travel. And that is uh, Ford New Zealand has landed. Well, they've gone beyond displaying. They've landed the e-transit uh, in New Zealand at feed, field days. And my understanding is there are now a few vans here that if you were to put in an order, you'd actually get relatively quickly. So uh, we have a van that's, well, it's a, it's a transit van. It's a fairly big uh, kind of ready-to-go cargo business van um, that we have there. Uh, 68 kilowatt battery. Um, a the WLTP range of 317 kilometers. Um, the motor is pretty grunty, 198 kilowatts and 430 newton meters of torque, uh, making it the most powerful transit currently available. Uh, and it is 89,990, which I think for a vehicle like that is actually not bad. Um, the uh, battery sits underneath, um, because of same size uh, load area as the diesel. Uh, GVM of 4.2 tons with a payload of 1,616 kilograms. Um, so that's a pretty beastie wagon. And I don't know about anyone else, but I was actually surprised that they kind of managed to land that at that price. I was expecting it to be close to 100. Um, Considering that's not significantly more than a, a, a similarly sized battery uh, E-Deliver 9. 
Um, yeah. Uh, the, is that appealing to any, either of you guys? You Either you want a big uh, transit van? Who doesn't love a van? <laughs> well, it's awesome. Pretty useful. I had a, I had I a good look around it, but van. I don't think it will do that sort of range that they're claiming. It, it's oh. too much of a brick for that size battery to be able to go that yeah. far, but can't wait to test it out. I, I think they're a hundred kilowatt hour trans, e-transit, or is it, am I imagining that? Yeah, there is too. So, <laughs> so that so those figures there are for the uh, three fifty model, and ah. if I look up the text that I got the other day from uh, the boss of Ford New Zealand, um, where are we? No, that doesn't really give any information. While you're looking up your texts. <laughs> yeah, so I looked at the Mackie as well, which was awesome yep. at that same stand. Um, the first shipment's all sold out, but if you order the Mackie now, you'll get it in June or July. Uh, they've got a pretty decent price tag, though. But, um, yeah, June or July, if you haven't put your order in and you want one. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I think the interesting thing you're saying, they were saying to me about that was that they the – uh, entry level one, they didn't think the entry level one would be that popular. They thought people would go for the standard ones anyway, but the entry level one's making up in the high 60% range of the orders. And I was sitting there going, Well, why were you that surprised at that? Because people love free money, um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and sure, it's it's really not massively fast or have a massively good, you know, it doesn't have a massive range, it's kind of you know, pretty slightly matched to kind of somewhere half between a Y and a three and a bit like that, but probably not quite as good a value. Um, but that's a Mustang for seventy one and a half thousand dollars drive away, you know, or why wouldn't you, why would you go and spend the extra 30, 40 to not go that much faster? So yeah, great. It's got, it's got, it's got all the looks. Uh, but anyway, so that look, that's the first 40 transit. I'm trying that very soon as well. Uh, they've got a smaller electric version of the new generation, uh, Transit Custom coming next year. Um, hearing all sorts of rumours about electric pickup trucks and stuff like that. But yeah, I think Ford is maybe slightly one to watch around electrification. They had a bit of a slow start, but they'll be underway soon, I think. And I think it's going to be particularly exciting when they get access to the Volkswagen electric platform, which they're taking. So maybe you might see some Fords coming in at better value than maybe some of the Volkswagens with the same technology underneath. Um, that would be interesting and probably dealers like yourself Steve out of the UK would uh, show us what they've got first anyway <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. we're, we're, um, we're always keen to look at something new <laughs> uh, speaking of other uh, electric vehicles coming on to the market we have pricing for the Audi Q4 e-tron and Audi e-tron sportback uh, the uh, the e-tron SUV is going to be priced at ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine plus on roads uh, for the advanced uh, and uh, one twenty six nine ninety for the uh, Q four fifty e-tron S line models. Uh, you can order one uh, from February one with a deposit of five thousand dollars. Actually, a couple in the country already, so I guess they're just kind of waiting for supply uh, to build up. Um, the uh, range, the vehicles have a uh, 522, 500-odd kilowattish uh, range for the S-Line models, uh, 540-plus for the standard. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty 
interesting card good to add to the market i think being above the limit these days is going to somewhat limit its appeal but someone will buy it i think they'll sell a few um are you at those prices if i could afford those i'd probably jump straight to the full fat e-tron which is becoming the q8 e-tron uh but i guess the smaller vehicle does appeal to a lot of uh a lot of people so uh, that one is coming soon and then for you gearly lovers out there the only real news i have for you this week is something that's pretty well been around the traps by now uh and that is that uh the byd has expanded its dealer network um from uh four new showrooms we opened by the end of 2022 with further expansion uh confirmed with a hawks bay northland and a service center in queensdown queenstown all due before the end of march next year uh that will bring byd new zealand representation to 11 showrooms across the country uh, now the interesting one with this was that i was um on the byd australian owners club there and obviously they've had a few complaints and a few issues over there and they figured they said you know the problem with the byd in australia is that Mel uh, victoria has about the same number of people as new zealand and new zealand's gonna have 11 dealers and they've got one showroom <laughs> so <laughs> happy customers here not happy customers there i mean you know, um i think tesla is a rare beast that's been able to keep so many customers happy with such a small footprint um yeah i i think a lot of the times when these companies come in steve and go oh, we'll do all these new flash ways they forget that dealers still do play a bit of a part in the process don't they yeah absolutely i mean we're 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 seeing it with tesla i mean um people say you know the tesla dealer model is completely different and um, not more not at all like any other but we're starting to get dealers everywhere and you know they're just, they're just doing it on a um, on a smaller scale and um you know we we get it all the time like often with with when we sell teslas to people we we um you know talk about the experience that that sometimes um i guess yeah Often buyers who are used to buying Audis and, you know, um, sort of franchise products, not having anyone to ring up and say, hey, oh, this is happening. Um, yeah, they, they can get a bit disgruntled about that. So, yeah, I mean, I think more dealers is often, um, yeah, helps helps add that support and keeps people happy. So. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Mark, are you, are you still there or are you frozen somewhere in the ether? He's either asleep or frozen, but <laughs> he's dropped <laughs> off. He's dropped. He's did gone. did you pop? Did you pop to uh, field days, uh, Steve? No, no, I didn't. No, no I was did, I was too busy adventuring, enjoying. Did you watch the uh, Did you watch the high quality live stream on uh, on EVs and Beyond in regards to the BYD Tech? <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I just I just can't remember what happened. So tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> what did you What did you think of the Techion? Uh, no, I didn't actually watch it. I was, I was on the road the um, the whole time, so I'm not sure. You, you tell me, Richard. What? Well, it's a, a, uh, a BYD Addo 3 with a um, uh, black leather interior, specially pleated oh, okay. leather sports seats front and rear, some oh, uh, nice new trim. Nice. Um, yep. Anyone in the audience, have you you guys would have seen the Tachyon. Uh, let us know what you think there, and um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll read those comments out. We'll just run through a couple quickly while we're waiting to see if uh, the Tesla Tobar King comes back or if his phone's gone flat. Um, yeah, I'm your somewhere. Ooh. <laughs> 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 uh, 
um, blocking several, not, not just one. <laughs> yeah. Margaret says, uh, Kona, Northland Kona's rock. Well, eventually you will have to worry if you're in Northland and a Kona follows you because they might be trying to work out how they might be going to about to give you a speeding ticket. Um, Andrew says, the Tesla truck would be interesting to see what the range would be. Yeah, we covered this one. Uh, it did look like a bit of a flat drive. Uh, Lance says, I'm happy with idle fees. It's a user-paid society that we live in. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Trisha, I still have 400 plus credit on my charging account from my MG purchase. Early adopters got $500 credit as a sweetener thing to wait an eternity for the car to arrive. Um, you'll probably burn through that pretty quick now, ironically, in a BUID. Uh, Margaret says, uh, oh, yeah, you missed it because you stopped to chat. I uh, Lance Patterson says bye bye free charges yes I agree with you uh, Ned says oh hi everyone how much did I miss um, not a lot it's a, it's a it's a pretty disorganized and random and loose show tonight Ned don't don't panic too much um, Ned says come on Steve I watched some of it uh, Trish says are the tachyons muscle sinew parts on the door black velvet uh and yes they are trisha um very well spotted uh, yeah they are black um, did they up, did they upgrade the guitar strings from six to twelve for for pros or did they leave them <laughs> <laughs> yeah no um <laughs> andrew says the new Edo seats looked really good uh, and yes, I agree, Andrew. I said on them, they did feel very good. They're not hugely changed from the originals. It's more about the covering, but um, they felt uh, as good, if not, I guess, slightly better. I like the slightly more padding on the uh, center console. Uh, that was really helpful, too. Um, welcome back, hey. Mr. King. Yeah, sorry about that. Too much BYD talk, couldn't handle it. Oh <laughs> no, just jokes. I did go and look at the tachyon. It was awesome. Uh, my two favourite things at field days were the. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, Richard, but at the uh, Mahindra stand, there was a Mahindra trike. Uh, I love that little thing. And the other highlight was at the air trucks. But can you can you honestly say you'd put a ton and a half on that trike? No, well it's five hundred kgs rated, but I wouldn't even put five hundred on it. That would be scary. <laughs> <laughs> someone from the stand told me you could put a ton and a half on that trike and i'm going no <laughs> no 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 um and at, it, at the e-truck stand where they had the um battery swap um rubbish truck they also had a big a big loader a real big loader and interestingly it can do a whole day's work um and it's price parity that's what it's mm. all about it's basically it's it's more expensive than a, a Kubota, uh, but it was cheaper than a Volvo. Right. Um, so cool. it's right in the middle, and it's EV, and it was, oh, it was massive. You know, massive, massive big loader. The tyre yeah. was, well, I'm a midget, but the tyre was well above my head. <laughs> there was a few other interesting ones there in that space too. You know, they had the Hyundai, the Hyundai hydrogen truck there, and they also yep. had a kind of smaller, a kind of, you know, mid-size uh, electric truck there. Um that uh that looked like it could be pretty handy and a bit of a competitor to the canters that have become quite popular the e-canters it's maybe a little bit bigger than that i think not massive range but designed for uh the kind of round town stuff 
but as I said in my video, my and I'm weird. One of my favorite electric vehicles, the whole thing, as I mentioned earlier, and I'm not sure if you caught it, Mark, was the E Deliver Three with a pick a cab chassis with an aftermarket flat deck on it. That flat deck was massive. And unless you were carrying anything heavy, there would be a heck of a lot of jobs you could do with that little truck. Is that any, yeah, any take did, on that one? I did like, I did like that little truck. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and I also um, sat in the three different versions of the um, Mifa, like, like yes. you've got in your driveway. And I decided that you'd buy the, you'd buy the, um, the one for the rebate. Um, yeah. I didn't get to play with the message seats because the batteries were flat on all three. Apparently, the batteries were flat, um, which is a bit disappointing at the show. You'd think that you'd want to be able to test stuff out a bit better, but time will come, you know. Kind of needed a bit of a paper bag over the front of it, but the rest of it looked great. I don't think my my <laughs> my daughter th is calling it the spaceship, mm -hmm. and very good. Yeah, take I off, think they look cool. Yeah, I we take off like a rocket. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a cool vehicle. It drives really well. It does not drive like a big mover. It drives like a big older school station wagon. You know, it's not right. particularly they're, they're sharp or anything like those, that. Um, <coughs> what what are those luxury? There's um, the Crossfire or something. There's a, there's a bunch of luxury. Um, they do like a Nissan and a Toyota vans that are just. They've got all the massaging chairs and yeah, El Grand and Alfards and yeah, the real the real top. Yeah. They're about a hundred grand. They're real top end yeah. ones, but. Um, that, that's what it competes with. It's a bit more spacious than that, and it sits a lot lower on the roads. It's a bit more car-like than that. It is a big vehicle. It's very big. Um, it has so it's so many good reasons about it, but it has one really big design flaw that I didn't pick up until I got home. Like I, I've charged DC charged it oh, at, when we were out at the launch, um, but then I got it home uh, yesterday. Today, picked up my daughter from daycare and brought her back to our place. I want to charge up because I got to go to the city in the morning. Uh, put it in front of the garage. Um, went to get her out, having plugged the car in, and realized that you can't open the passenger side back door when you're charging. Because the charging port is, in, is where the fuel flat would be on the petrol one, and it's behind the passenger side door. Or even for that matter, I guess even with the petrol one, if you're at a gas station and your kids wanted to go out and get candy or whatever it is, they've got to go out the driver's side while you're charging. The door... But does it not let um, you or does it snap the uh, power cord off? And it, does, it doesn't it does let you. So <laughs> if you push <laughs> if you push the electric slide button, it will it just doesn't operate. If you pull yeah. the handle, it'll unlock and it'll pop out slightly, but then it uh, uses some kind of magnet or blocker to stop itself going back further. So good yeah. from that perspective, but yeah. uh, it would have been nice if they'd put the charging port at the nose or something like that. Which oh, is, charging port at the nose is such a beautiful thing. Like yeah. these charging ports at the back, they're just hard work. <laughs> you know, it's just hard work. Well, I find it I find it weird too in that a, a vehicle like that which has got which is front wheel drive, it's got all the charging hardware under the front. Um, though there is a frunk on it, it does have a frunk. Uh, then surely they're basically having to put cable all the way to the back of the vehicle to put the charging port at the back that's gotta go all the way back to the front to go through to the inverter and the all that kind of stuff. I yeah, I, I don't get why they do it other than not wanting to weld up a hole at the back. But then they could have just filled it with plastic. Who really cares? Yeah, maybe um, so like yeah. on the on the on the you know petrol stamping building point of view, it's, it's such a huge cost. <coughs> yep, exactly. And moving the frame, but yeah, yeah, it doesn't make yeah. sense to me. Um, right, there's a couple more comments. Um, yeah, where, I mean, where do you guys like your charging points? It's probably a really good question. I personally am a big fan of the front. Or the front, I like the front side 
like the um, Audis, the Porsches, and the BYD 803s, I must say. Um, yeah, I'm okay with the front side as long as, as long as it's yeah reasonably close to not not sort of like the um, what was it the LDV camper where it's kind of behind the door like it's yeah. front guard or front is, is definitely the way to go. What's interesting on the e yeah the where's the e deliver nine have it? Is it on the nose as well? Oh, I can't remember. No, it's on the nose. Yeah, e deliver nine the max LDV minimum line that's on the nose. So why they couldn't do the same, I don't know. A uh, couple more uh, comments here. Uh, Trisha says BWD towering have a wrapped. Have wrapped a red Addo 3 in matte black, black wheels, etc. That looks very nice, I'm aware. Uh, I believe um, I've seen one of those too. I have seen one of those in the hands of Mr. Wilmot. Uh, Neil John says the Crando wheels are very poor. Okay. Uh, the Tachyon is a real a thing of real beauty. Um, M MG Mark 1 has the best charging port location, center front. Uh, and Ned says, why can't we have two? It's just cables and relays. Just put two. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, the only thing is I suspect that the G the Chinese <laughs> versions with GBT and stuff possibly do have two. Um, I will I will tell you one thing that's not good about the MG Mark One charging point, uh, Trisha, and that's that because it was so hard to see, people actually have a habit of leaning on the front bonnet leading edge of those cars. So walk around Mark One uh, MG ZSCVs and look for a little bit of folding and perforation and sometimes dimple dents on the front of the bonnet from where people have been leaning on the bonnet. So there's a bit of a negative to that to that particular setup. Um, now we've lost the king again, but we'll keep going. So uh, we're you know talking about the Mifa 9 here. Uh, next week I'm going on a bit of a road trip uh, in the Mifa 9 all the way down to Christchurch, and it's got me thinking. We're going to do the video that we're doing from that trip around this and a story in our special summer issue that's coming out in a couple of weeks uh, around avoiding charging congestion this summer and uh, i have a few tips we'll run through those and i'd love to hear some of yours um i've been working through some of these planning this trip and also planning a trip for my general manager deborah who is taking the company mgzcv with her, her husband and two teenage girls and their luggage from auckland to wellington in january which i think is brave brave um to uh, as to what you can do now my first and biggest tip is of course plan in advance uh you know actually do the research in advance see if you can actually do the trip relatively easily jump on things like uh, a better route planner and uh, the of course wonderful new zealand made power trip um work out where you're going work out uh what the distance you have to cover and whether your car has the range to do it. And I'm going to say something very controversial here. If you have a Gen 1 Leaf, stay at home this summer. Or consider going slightly close to home or very short distances of a day. Because, you know, traveling around, and Steve, you may agree or disagree with this one, traveling around on those in those vehicles relies heavily on being able to access pretty much any time you need to a 50 kilowatt dc charger and that might not be the case for a lot of people this summer and i know these days you deliver those cars by trailer so <laughs> this is true there is there is the odd one we don't but um yeah i mean at the end of the day i think i think all evs have equal rights on the roads um, so i mean if you uh 
if you're driving a, uh, a plug-in hybrid and you're at the charge net charges, then, you know, a little yeah. seven-bar leaf has um, got every right to be there as well. Well, um, well I think yeah. I think the same should go for PHEVs. PHEV drivers this summer, just be courteous and stay away from the charges if you don't need to use them. <laughs> and and I stand by my position on leafs as well. I think uh, I think for those older things, I think people need to accept sometimes when just because you can doesn't mean you should. And a you've got the potential to end up sometimes waiting a very long time for charging, um, and you're not going to have the ability to move on in the same way that cars with a bigger range uh, can. Um, you're going to be yep. stuck waiting and it's going to be hot. You're going to cook the battery. You're going to piss off the wife uh, um, or husband or whoever or the kids. I, th- I think um, if, if you're driving a little Zedio Leaf, then uh, you, know, you need to be prepared what's, what's coming. Be, be prepared that, um, yeah, you, you yeah. get to that destination. And um, well, the most important thing is you make sure it's operating before you leave. Um, and and once you get there, yeah. If there's a queue, then you wait till the queue finishes. That's the deal. Yeah. The the one advantage you may have is going to the when you get to the big uh, hypercharger setups. Of course, is that well, that's right. They, you know, you Chidemo versus CCS, but that could be a negative because you might turn and up just, to a place and there be there be eight Leafs waiting and and lots of free CCS. Just keep, make sure you get it right to a hundred. <laughs> yeah. no, no point stopping waiting. Yeah. Yeah. So the uh, yeah. So the so leash, stay at home. Um, everyone else, carry on from from here. Yeah, I guess. I'll add to that, that. There's a lot of 30 kilometer leaves out there that are very very capable of, of doing 15 minute zip zaps. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't, I don't know. Don't, don't bar leaves, Richard. Come on, mate. Oh, I don't. Know. Know. Another hand up for the leaves. I've got a five bar leaf. It does sixty yeah. k's. It's great. But well, it you at the moment. Gonna, but 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 would you suggest that taking it in the week between Christmas and New Year's and attempting to drive to Telpo is probably a socially socially spicy thing to do? I wouldn't attempt to do that at any time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think it's around I think the key, I think the key thing is if you turn up somewhere and there's a three car queue, they're not you're not they're not gonna let you jump the queue because you're a little leaf that has to charge, no matter how nice they are. They're gonna want to get where they need to go as well. Um, my second uh, my second tip is plan on not DC charging or DC charging as little as possible, and by that I mean plan around plan your trip around the fact that sometimes charging is going to be congested you're not always going to be able to charge where you want to charge and sometimes it's just easier to not dc charge so for example with our trip uh, auckland to christchurch we're taking the chill till route and we're taking two nights of accommodation on the way down uh and splitting the trip up into three now the mifa 9 is a the mifa 9 is a uh char- a vehicle with reasonable fast charging that we could easily get down with two drivers go auckland to christchurch in one hit uh, with the ferry along the way but we're going to spend a lot of time at charge on that day and i just think i'd rather not so what we've done is we've gone on to booking.com and i think there's other booking sites are out there that do this and we've booked accommodation with charging now you can't always rely that you're going to get that charging because a few people might have the similar idea but get an early ask try and secure it now because Charging while you sleep is the best way to charge. Personally, I feel that's the best way to charge. Um, and yeah, 
Uh, I would suggest to people, though, if you are doing that and you are looking on, you know, clicking the EV charging on the booking.com site or various other sites, actually verify using PlugShare or calling up that they actually have the charging. Because you will probably know this, Steve, there's a pile of motels in Taupo that claim to have EV charging. But when you go and actually look at it a little bit closer, they are just close to the EV charges. So they've claimed themselves to have EV charges. Oh, okay. <laughs> I yes. haven't heard of that before. But no, that's yep. pretty cunning. If you get, the, uh, get the spot on plug share for a bit of trickery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for example, so on our on our trip with the MIFA 9, we're driving Auckland to Wellington uh, in a day. We're going to charge up overnight at the Moven Pick Hotel. And then the next day we're going, we've got work and we've got some work in Wellington uh, and then we're on the ferry at 1.30 uh, and then we will char- we're will we staying in Kaikoura and we're charging up overnight in the new Sedima uh, hotel there, which I believe has four 11 kilowatt, maybe 11s or 22s, uh, EV power charging units. Are they units. Meridian ones, are they? Or are they part of that? Or are they their own? I believe, I believe they own them themselves. They're the, the EV yeah. power ones that uh, like the one I've got at home. Um, yeah. So I've been bumping yeah. into a few of the um, the Meridian Zero. Um, they've got they've got some lovely twenty twos kicking around. We we, we um, were lucky enough to use one uh, on Targa, mm. um, and yeah, they're a beautiful thing because they've they've often got two of them there. And you know, if you can get like a lot of the EVs can get eleven, some even twenty two. Um, you know, they're, they're even if you're not staying the night, even if you just um, you know, if, you, if you're on holiday, chances are you're going to spend three hours having your lunch and wandering around. And at 22 kilowatt, that's a fair bit of juice and even 11. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm going to go back to the start. And, and Well, not to the start. Cause we're in planning. But departing on the trip now, a tip I would give people is to leave full. And I know that sounds really dumb. <laughs> but I have done it before and then I've gotten so busy getting ready to go that I've forgotten to charge the car. And that top 20% above 80% makes all the difference on a trip. Um, if you, you never get back that 20%, you're chasing it the entire trip. Uh, and um, and I, I, I every... did that the other day when I went to um, Thames and I arrived at 1%. I, yeah. I, I didn't charge it because I was too busy. to. Well, I did charge it, but I didn't charge. I didn't do the 100%. And I, I put it on at work on the 22 while I got ready and put the trailer on and all that. And I got to 95. And I was thinking when I rocked up, because usually you get, you know, 98, 99. I was thinking that extra couple of percent, that's, that's the difference between, you know, arriving on five or arriving on one. Exactly. Exactly. And and I've done it before thinking, oh, I'll just top up a Bombay on my way down. It won't be an issue. But then, yeah, you're never yeah. getting that extra percentage back. And that extra percentage takes a long time to get those last... And I mean, Little bits even, the other thing even is, um, trying to DC charge a car before you go is just a yeah. terrible thing. You, you you have a car that's on twenty percent, it's totally cold. You rock up to a DC charger, you got a car that charges one hundred twenty kilowatt, and it starts dribbling away at twenty five, <laughs> and then, yeah. then comes up to thirty. It's just the worst. It's just the worst way to do it. It's all wrong. Now the next thing you need to do when before you're leaving too is uh, put the kid on a weight budget. So actually think about what you need to take. You know, weight does matter. There's a lot of debates around whether it's weight or aero that makes a big difference when it comes to EV range. But think about what you're taking. Um, you know, don't, don't shortchange yourself. You just have to charge more later on. But, but think about whether it does make a difference to you. And also look at things like bikes and all that kind of things. If, you are, if you're going to 
really use your bikes, then definitely take them. If you if it's a, you might take them. I personally wouldn't, uh, because again, chucking a big bike around the back or a couple of bikes on the roof or a trail on the back is really going to suck that extra range. Um, and also, uh, last but not least, check your tire pressure. Uh, go to the placade level, maybe a few degrees percentage higher, um, and uh, make sure everything's in good condition. The car's safe and ready to go. Now, when you're on the road, I think the big rule is charge early, charge, and and, and if you have to charge often. And and what do I mean by that? Um, again, something I've been caught out by before. If I have a car that can do 350 kilometers, I will try and get to the charger that's 349 kilometers away. Or, or probably more like 300 kilometers away. I'll go to the extent of the range, which is a good idea uh, in that you're not using as many charges. But the problem being is once you get there, you're on that charger for a long time. But what's worse is that if you get there and there's a big queue, you don't have any other choices uh, and you can't go further. So my theory is if I'm, say, cruising from Auckland to Wellington, and I am passing through, say, I, I can make it to Taupo, but I'm passing through, uh, uh, or say I can make it to Tokoroa, you know, if I'm passing through T-Rail and I see there's a charger empty, jump on it. Take a 20-minute break. Go and grab some power because that gives you options later on. If you get to Taupo and everything is magically full, well, that means you can carry on to Turangi or Waiuru. Um, if you see an empty charger, utilize it. It sounds silly to use a charger when you don't actually need to use it, but it means that you don't have to use a charger later or you can use a charger for a less time later. And also by breaking up those charges, potentially actually being a little kinder to your battery rather than doing it all in one hit. Um, it's uh, I think it's a, a smart move. Steve, any thoughts on that? I mean, do you think people should reach for maximum range or, or give themselves options uh, along the way? Yeah, I mean, I think um, definitely giving yourself options. I mean, we sort of... Um push things to the limit and have a bit of a laugh about it but um, we, we're actually you know working in a different schedule to the general public you know we're mm. actually, actually being commercial sort of purpose of what we're doing um, you know if it was um, you know around th that 10 days around Christmas there's no way I'd be rocking up to a, a charger with a 100 kilowatt hour EV on 1% <laughs> um, because yeah like you say you're, you're there if there's 10 cars there then <laughs> That's it. If it's broken, then you're in zero trouble. Um, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, use there's there's lots of um, there's lots of sort of detour options and side options, and yeah, just um, enjoy enjoy the summer. You know, I mean, stop. You know, I'm, I've had more fun on road trips stopping in places I wasn't expecting to. Um, you know, just just take it easy and enjoy it, and you know, that's what it's all about this this time of year. Or hmm, so yeah, it's good, yeah, good advice. Exactly, exactly. Um, go back to the prep thing again. Of course, you need all your charge wraps this year. I think there's about four different networks. Have a look around PlugShare and the various apps before you go too, because there's a whole pile of new charges popping up at the moment that I didn't necessarily know about and are coming up fast and being added to uh, the network fast. Uh, you know, ChargeNet keep on adding extra units. Uh, Z Energy is popping, you have units popping up and going live regularly. BP's got units popping up now. I did not realize there were two 75 kilowatt charges at Millwater until I checked the Z, the uh, the BP app the other day. I just I drive past them every day, and had no idea until I checked the app. So, yeah, really do 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 that research before you go. Make sure you all the apps. I think FOBs are nice, but I think the apps are actually the more reliable way to do things. Personally, they even have to take a little bit more extra time at the charger. 
Um, yeah, I've and, been uh, uh, pleasantly surprised with some um, some newer sort of higher powered units like in Tudangi and, and that sort of thing popping up. So yeah, it's, it's definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I think as well if you've got a car that's capable of, of charging at over 50 kilowatt, you know, really try and target those um, those higher powered units because um, yeah. you know you, you're going to have less congestion. Um, the little ZDO Leaf um, trying to hop around is, um, is is going to be going to the other ones, and, and you know if you the, the ZDO should be targeting the Delta twenty five kilowatt units. That, that's absolutely. the best unit for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, and, Not and, and getting twenty two kilowatt from them. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> <At> peak, <laughs> At peak. Um, and and on the charging thing too, I think where you can, and this, you know, it doesn't necessarily. Um, is, is such a big issue if you're doing what I'm suggesting about keeping an eye out for charges that are free and you can usually see them the free on the app and if you and if you see a charger that's free on your route grab it grab 20 minutes um, and that is target for your critical charges target multi-unit locations so target Taupo target uh, the new Mercer location target places where they have more than one plug uh, because it's going to reduce your chance of waiting just so much more um, and generally those multi-unit ones have been pretty well placed to be in handy locations as well um, yeah it's uh, that's another one I guess for those those key tips to keep an eye on um, you Tezos are a bit lucky you got a slightly more options and generally you've got a bit of range but uh, yeah kind of wish suddenly Tesla would open up the Tesla network in New Zealand just for the summer but <laughs> I can't see it really happening I can't see it yeah. No. Trust, no. trust the Grom. Trust the Grom, eh, hey, Steve? You know, you always, I always, I always end up at one or two percent if I have to. Why not? There's no problem. Yeah, you well, know, it depends on your goal. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't trust the Grom on our um, ZDO leaf that says it can do 160 k's when it's full, and it yeah. never do that. But, but... I, I don't trust. I don't trust any Goms. I like cars with percentage meters percentage indicators yeah um going yep. from the mg where basically you've got bars and a gom and the bars kind of when you get down to the last bar you've still got like 50k left um yep. but you don't know how much of that 50k you've got left um we're yeah. down versus the byd where i've i've like you guys have i've, I've happily run a telpo with two percent before because i knew how much i was using getting per percent and uh, what the consumption was and i could be pretty accurate on it so yeah, yeah if you've got yeah. a choice yeah. I guess with the newer Teslas, it's easy because you can, um, you know, you can have it on a percentage, and when it gets down to sort of one percent, you go, oh yeah, put, and then it gets down to zero, you you click on it, and you got five k's left, and then and then you've got a little buffer of, you know, fifteen or so k's under zero that not many people are are, are using, but it's there, you know. But that means when I plug into the hypercharger, I'm getting huge speeds, so I'm, my turnaround's quicker because I'm using more of the battery, but not so good at, you know. In the, when you're heading somewhere where it's uh, crowded, um, <laughs> you probably want to get the you're, charger before that one. <laughs> well, that well, that was the tip that we said before was that don't you know charge early. Don't don't wait for the charger at the end of your range. Get one where that if you have to, you can skip the next char the next charger. You know, absolutely. Um, you, yeah, unless it's the middle of the night or something like that. <laughs> yep. And 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 entirely ignore what the Tesla King said about. Uh, about arriving at every charge with one percent, you don't want to do and, that. And the trailer. <laughs> yeah. With a, with a family on board, I always aim for a buffer of <coughs> basically fifty percent of the distance I need to do again, or in some cases fifty kilometers. I I like a a, a buffer just in case it all goes horribly wrong. Um, but yeah, conservative that I that I am. So. 
Um, yeah, though, look, those are those are my tips. I'll be interested to see if anyone else uh, has any in there, and I'll go and go to the comments shortly. One thing I'd note is with this new world of expensive charging, uh, when you are shopping for that accommodation and you are, you know, going through Booking.com, you're looking at motel, hotels and motels or campgrounds. Remember when campgrounds were like the main way for EVs to get around the country? Um, yeah. Not so much the day, not so much the way these days. Uh, though I still, I have a, I have a blue Commando. Uh, EVSC in my garage. I might take that with me, actually. Um, <laughs> the uh, um, realize what you're saving versus you know sometimes when you're going to a motel or whatever that's char that charges money. Sorry, that is has a charger but offers free charging. I think you should take to account what you've saved on DC charging. So, for on, on our trip, that we're going to arrive into uh, into Wellington with probably about needing about to pull on about you know, 70 kilowatts overnight or something like that. So what's that? 60 bucks at a charge net unit now? So that's 60 bucks that I can transfer from charging to a slightly more luxurious hotel room or the hotel bar. You know, you've got to equal, equal these things out. Um, or yeah, three that's... in the minibar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess the biggest tip of all is is just stay calm, be nice to everyone, and remember that, you know, this is the start of something, and uh, it's overall a good thing, and that the one thing I, I said to uh, the hosts of the AM show when they asked me about, you know, all this kind of stuff recently in an interview, uh, is that you've probably saved five or $6,000 in petrol for the year by driving an EV. If it means you have to wait for half an hour a couple of times during the summer at a... Uh, at the uh, at a charge during the summer, I think that's worth the money. I, I really do, and um, I think people need to uh, remember uh, that when they're there this summer. But but be nice to each other. Cue, you know, just be chill about it. Grab yourself a coffee. Send the kids off to the shops. Whatever you got to do, um, you won't be waiting uh, that long. Hopefully, uh, and uh, yeah. It, it's it's totally worth it. And any any other tips from you guys before I uh, pull up some of the public's uh, tips there, guys? Um, yeah, I've, I've got a couple. I, th I think probably um, the most important one is is if if you are dependent on a charger on your route, make sure it's working. Go onto the charge near that. Go onto PlugShare. Um, you can see they have live feeds from the charger. Um, if it's red, then it's broken. Um, you know, if, if there's certain yeah situations where you're totally dependent on it, just make sure you do it. It's, it's just so important um, that we've got such a good system for that. Um, you know, just check it out before you go. That's that's a real big one. Um, I think probably yeah, like you say. I mean, I think people just need to relax about travelling and and just you know, but. The sort of this this up and down of, of cars versus infrastructure, and we're at a point now where, you know, sort of probably 18 months ago, we, we had amazing infrastructure for the amount of cars we had. Like, it was ridic ridiculous how how much infrastructure was outlaid for the cost benefit, which was not good. Um, we're now we're, we're hitting with the sales numbers with the new EVs. We are hitting a tight spot, but there's a whole bunch of infrastructure coming um and it just takes time so we you know just just be aware of of that it's a short-term problem um and just yeah 
just talk about electric cars to other electric car people when you're waiting and, you know, go and get an ice cream and uh, enjoy the beautiful town that you're in and, uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the volume we've seen land in the last six months, it's gone from being not a problem to a big problem. Yeah. 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 And it, it's also, it's new owners, you know, all of these people have just got a car in the last six months. So everyone's a little bit green to the whole show and uh, they, they, they don't quite, um, well, no, they're general, but some, you know, some people don't quite understand how the infrastructure got there in the first place and it wasn't through like the power lines it's, it was basically put there with blood sweat and tears um <laughs> you know and then we're lucky to have it so it's, it's just a case of you know you're on holiday you know half an hour is not gonna not gonna these things happen on the road so just um yeah just be kind and, and enjoy you yeah a lot of new owners eh? so you know they need education yeah it's be nice yeah. Yeah. yep Yep. Yep. Exactly. I just think to get creative, you know, if you can find a charger, even AC charger that's like near a swimming pool or a tourist thing, do that instead. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. drive at night. Though I think a lot of people might have that idea. Um, it's. Uh, yeah. Well, the other you... thing, like we find, we don't really hit that infrastructure issue that we have people tell us about, because, you know, we're very um, sort of similar in our time schedules with other. Um, other people out there so you know if you if you do leave if you get up at seven and blah blah and then you leave and you get on the road and you know you'll find you will bump into people we, we see it with our charger at work it um you know sits there free all day and then five people turn up at once um, yeah. you know, so just maybe try and offset that a little bit maybe get up a little early get up a little late do things a little bit differently and you know just try yeah. and um yeah change that um timing little tip from you uh mark uh, pretty much just echoing what Steve said. Um, all that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of us and unfortunately a lot of new cars, a lot of new owners, and a lot of these new owners don't get told anything uh, from the dealer, especially if it's a Tesla. <laughs> uh, they're not really, you know, they're, they're given the car and said, here you go. And... Um, yeah, it's a different story in the North Island to the South Island. You know, we've got it pretty good up in the North Island, I believe, with so many charges. You go to some of those places and there's, there's definitely choke points, you know, if you're trying to go from Christchurch to Nelson, vice versa. Um, everyone's got to stop at the same charges. You know, there's one in Culverton, one in Murchison, and there's a continuous queue at those two places now. And you, you can't you, really do much about it. You say that, Mark, but I think they've delivered about 5,000 Teslas into the Auckland in Waikato area in the last, like, four months, five months, and they're all going to leave. They're all off to the Coromandel. So... <laughs> no, no, the, the winterless north, mate. <laughs> oh, they all seem to come up here on day trips. See, so many EVs go to Mungify on day trips. Um, we, we had, yeah, I guess... No, we, we had one, one charging unit not that long ago, and, and it was a massive bottleneck, but they... They, they get solved, these problems. It's just a case yeah. of, um, yeah. you know... Oh, it's, a very, it's a very temporary problem. Um, don't forget to take your granny cable with you guys because you can just plug it in at grandma's, granny cable at grandma's, and uh, trickle charge yourself while you're there. Just buy, the, buy them a box of beer or a nice bottle of wine to cover the power. Won't be too bad. Uh, yeah. Now, we have got a whole pile of tips that have come in on the Facebook page uh, that I'll run through quick. First of all, tips and questions. So I haven't read these, so let's see what they are. 
Uh, Trev says, with extra tollies rapidly approaching, it would be worthwhile providing tips on how to operate fast chargers, particularly with issues people have getting them to start or stop charging. Discussion ooh, points ooh. can cover making sure your credit card has sufficient funds. Yes, to- make sure your credit card is sorted for your account. Or in the case of the BP and Z accounts, has actually topped up the account. Um, otherwise, charger may refuse to accept your charge request process to stop a charger. Make sure car is turned off, unlock the car, etc. Uh, yeah. Listen emergency, there should be no need to hit the emergency stop. Emergency shutdowns may cause problems for the charger, leaving it unusable for the next driver. As an ex- uh, example, you shouldn't pull the power plug out of a home computer because you can't stop a print job. So there's a couple of things I'd say on that. If you've got a few people around there, ask because if you don't know what you're doing, a lot of the times the other people that are there will because they're there to use the charger. Um, secondly, call the helpline. The charging helpline I've found, uh, oh, I've heard, is very helpful and very quick to answer things and sometimes it's the best way to short circuit what can be a time-consuming drama. Um, and you guys might have an interview on this, but my biggest thing for making sure charges work is I hold the plug in firmly to the car while it locks. <laughs> I don't know why I've got into that habit, but a couple of cars I've found, it's just the best way to make sure you don't get a failed connection. Uh, maybe it just works with your Teslas, but yeah, fine with some of the other stuff. It, it is I, a little I, more, to, uh, I was unprepared for the length of that comment, but um, I have to add that um, if you head to the Drive EV uh, YouTube channel. There's a video that Jay's made on how to operate a DC charger, among other very straightforward. I, I, so. I see Ned. I see Ned there in the comments. Ned, can you uh, can you chuck the link to that video in the comments for us, please? Um, so there you go. It's might as well promote straight to the source. Uh, yeah, Margaret yeah. says uh, people need to expect delays and treat their trips like an adventure, an opportunity to explore new places and meet new people. It's not a race. If you do need to be somewhere by a certain time, leave early or travel at night, take an overnight stop somewhere new or with friends, uh, leave all expectations of being able to just sail into charges and find them empty at home. Exactly. Um, the uh, Stephen says on, onto that one, great with adults, not great with young kids. We're driving more than 20 minutes as a chore. We semi-regularly do a trip that takes 3.5 to 4 hours in an ice. But when you fact, when you have to factor in charge stops, it's a no go in a leaf at least, and that is the point in a leaf. I, I think I think you're slightly kidding yourself if you think a leaf is a great car to do a long distance summer road trip in New Zealand this summer. Um, personally, um, talk to Avis or go rentals about renting your Model Three and see what you can get if you invest in some more uh, more money. Though I suspect you're probably a bit late at booking a rental EV this summer. They're probably quite popular. Um, I mean, keep, keeping in mind that a, um, a 62 kilowatt hour leaf would go as far as a Model Y, if not further. Um, yeah. So it depends there's on not, the leaf, there's, yeah. there's not that many 62 kilowatt leafs in New Zealand in the context. No, no, fair enough. No, just, yeah. just, just don't, don't, don't tar all leafs with ZDO, <laughs> the ZDO brand. Okay, we'll say, we'll say 30 kilowatt and under leafs. How does that sound? <laughs> um, uh Robert Nichols says, uh, as Margaret Baker said, we need to try and get an early start to avoid congestion at charges. We also have the luxury of a larger battery, so we try and pick up an earlier stop and get an early charge in. This is what I'm saying. If uh, if that charge is busy, we have the option then to kick on to see if the next one may be available. The only downside of this with this is at some point you have to charge. We do and have left a charge early so the next person can get charging and keep going with a view to get a further charge later. Um, 
I think that works better with, you know, like, if I leave Auckland, I probably generally want to pee in a coffee by T-Row anyway. Not necessarily, you know, maybe not Taupo. Um, yeah. Um, so that's those ones there. Now let's uh, run through the comments on the actual live stream here. Um, where are we? Uh, here we go. Uh, Rookshan De Silva says, "100% agree on this. The old leaf is a great city car, but long distance, no way. Uh, agree. Uh, please, I'm not hating on leafs. I love leafs. We had a leaf until very recently. Uh, they are great cars. Um, I just think that the time for older leafs. Can we just call it the first generation leaf? Is that the safe way to do it? <laughs> yeah. For for first generation leafs, for doing long road trips during busy periods, uh, it's fine." Uh, out time of busy periods go for it um i was i loved seeing uh um adam uh, middlebob in uh at mangaweka putting ice down his onto his battery um driving back from christchurch and his low range leaf and well he'd argue a bit high range leaf uh but uh yeah not not this time of year uh andrew says but us outlander phev drivers want our eight kilowatt hour charge just like anyone else <laughs> at 80 at 80 cents a kilowatt do you really do you really yeah but what were um, they paying before probably more than 80 cents a kilowatt hour that's true the, that's true with the time rates uh ned says hey my leaf will give an mg and even your byd a run for its money regarding range and i'm guessing he's got a 62 kilowatt he does yeah, yeah he does good good we've refined that comment now and i apologize to anyone who was confused to generation one leafs um though though someone will tell me oh there's a generation one leaf with a retrofitted 62 kilowatt battery or something well <laughs> i can't deal with everything i think, uh, I think Ross at the end of the day like because i mean i mean not everyone can afford a long range ev so i mean if you've got no. a short range leaf i mean get out there just just you know be aware of um you know, your range and be, be yeah. fair to people and just, you know... Yeah. Stay close to home. Roads. Look, it's not just about... It's not just about... It's, I'm not talking about them getting in the way. I'm talking about them having a bad experience. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't want people who have those cars to just go, oh, I'm never doing that again. Um, which yeah. they will. I mean, if, if you've got a... If you've got a, a Leaf that has to be charged basically once an hour and you've got to yeah. wait an hour to charge for half an hour once an hour, you're not going yeah. to have a great day. No. I'd, I'd much That's... rather sit behind uh, someone with a ZDO Leaf who um, needs 93% charging at 30 kilowatt than a, a, a Audi e-tron on 1% while they um, <laughs> go and have dinner to go to 95. <laughs> I think, I think, I think to, uh, uh, yeah. to get from uh, Auckland to Whanganei. <laughs> Well, they should have stopped at bloody Kaiwaka, shouldn't they? <laughs> um, Ross says, going through towns with single 50 kilowatt charges, to see if they're available. You might need to stop a town early or later than plan. I love that uh, comment. That is, that's my theory as well. Um, the uh, Andrew Petra says, hard to not DC charge out of Nelson if going anywhere else in the island. Depends on what you're driving, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, probably isn't. Um well, hang on. Hard to not DC charge out of Nelson. This is our point, Andrew. If you're passing through Nelson, yes. If you're going out of Nelson, leaving Nelson, why aren't you leaving it 100% from home? Or your hotel or wherever. Um, 
he must be leaving at 100%, but he's talking about Murchison or Culverton, you know, heading heading to Christchurch kind of direction or down to Greymouth. You know, you're, you're going to be stuck at one of those two. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Ned says, uh, many places I would never have stopped if it, at if it wasn't for charging. Quite fun walking around small weirdo towns for 30 minutes. Yeah, I guess every EV driver who's done a long trip in the North Island has gone and taken photos of the Mangaweka Township and that kind of stuff they wouldn't have bothered with anyway. Um, I, I had a beer is... in the uh, Puturino pub um, on a Friday night with a, with a bunch of locals who looked a bit scary at first and, and then were really friendly and that was one of the, the, uh, the funnest experiences I, I've had on an EV road trip. Stopping in the, you know, enjoying things. Ned says, uh, and when in doubt, slow down 10 kilometers an hour and get heaps more range very good point don't be tempted by unless you've got a really good range EV don't be tempted by the Waikato Expressway the Waikato Expressway going from up from 100 to 110 you can drink a heck of a lot of power um yes uh, it's, uh, and you can also sit in as I know um from driving Hulk at 90 while towing because that's the law you can sit in that um left lane and you, you don't upset anyone you know, you're doing yeah. 90, it's no problem at all. Yeah. In, in the Mif, in the Mifa 9 with its 90 kilowatt hour battery, I'll be doing 110. <laughs> even if it even if it does GPS have the aerodynamics of 100. <laughs> What's that? Uh, uh, the GPS 110 too, so, you know, 110. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, a, and then a couple on for the top, just for that buffer. You know? <laughs> yeah, just the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Lance says I'm hiring a leaf over Christmas and they were going to charge me $10 a day for each cable so I'm taking my own cables interesting uh, Ned says I'm paying $5 a day extra to charge at Upper Hutt Kiwi Holiday Park on my current tow bar install trip I'm doing for TTK uh, wish I had bought my 16 amp instead of a little 8 one <laughs> <I've been> one though <laughs> bring oh. all your cables that's a good tip if you've got yep, them bring, bring them bring all your cables don't forget to type 2 um and uh yeah if if you've got a if you've got a little leaf or something lower range definitely invest in a in the blue commando uh, plug it does make a big difference i think um cj says three quarters of an hour out of town we have a 50 kilowatt charger in matawai from gisborne we use about 20 percent battery power uh and always stop there and top up to 100 able to get to hamilton from there uh and get uh there and good coffee what kind of car are you driving cj that'd be an interesting thing to add to that uh Vern says hi does anyone know the wattage of the vehicle to load uh on my on the mifa 9 um also which of the three models has the vehicle load option the two upper models has the it's not really a vehicle to load option it's just a like a lot of premium vehicles now it's just a 220 volt outlet 150 watt i wouldn't call it a full vehicle to load option um it is uh on a little pop-out thing on the back of the center console so accessible from the rear seats it's designed for charging laptops that kind of stuff um not a lot more than that um yeah i think about 150 watt at 220 volts um i think i've translated that right um and i found that out because i pushed it today while i was sitting in the back trying to work out how all the seats worked uh ned says charging plug share should have a graph of how busy it is at what times like what google has for businesses now ned that is an interesting one and i have actually asked for that data um for i guess what you call a charging heat map um the problem being with that is that um 
they've got to be cautious about giving it away because charging data at the moment is actually very commercially sensitive. You know, there's a lot of companies bidding for various government contracts, various opportunities to put charging in at various locations. And of course, that kind of data is very important to working out what you're willing to pay or what you're willing to do at each location. So I think you'll find the companies are a little bit reluctant to hand out that data this at the moment. Um, PlugShare maybe, but PlugShare, the data, of course, is only really self-opt-in. So it doesn't really tell you that much. Um, Trish says, I've shared the 10 points of public charging etiquette on my group. As many of our members are newbies and our members share our experiences with regards to range, charging points, etc., which is valuable info. Everyone is learning. My tip to your community, Trisha, is the car will make it, the BYD will make it from Auckland to Taupo, which is, I guess, the big hop for a lot of people, but not massively and not with much load on board. It's uphill. It'll make it really easy coming back. I guess that's something people need to add in. Keep an eye on elevation. If you've got to go up a hill, you're going to kick yourself later. Telpo to Auckland is easy. Auckland to Telpo is not that easy because you get to get over, I think, about a 750-meter rise on your way there, coming slightly to the south of, north of Telpo. Steve? Yeah, it sounds better. I'm not sure. Exactly, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely yes. a... Um, I, yeah. I only learned that when driving the uh, BYD because, of course, it has the elevation on the screen. I've, I've learned that every everywhere we go coming home, the last bit is the hardest. <laughs> from, 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 it yeah, doesn't matter yeah. what direction we go from Topo. Um, yeah. Coming home is, is the hardest bit, so make sure you have plenty for that. <laughs> Carl says... Uh, I'm about to do a road trip with our family, two-year-old and three-month-old in a leaf. Ha, pray for me. Uh, Carl says, it is a 40-kilowatt hour. You'll be, you'll be fine on the 40, Carl. We're talking about the, the first-gen stuff. The 40 is fine. Uh, I, I really needed to, uh, to uh, deal with that, uh, correcting that comment earlier on. I do apologize for that. Um, the 40 kilowatts and later, perfectly fine potentially just watch the number of times you dc charge in a day because they are not actively cooled um and you might find your charging speeds are a bit slow and a bit toasty towards the end on a hot summer's day yeah with the, uh, with the 40s we tell people to um to just yeah once you get up once you get over probably five six hundred k journeys then you need to factor in um yeah. battery temperature which is going to cool, uh, slow your charging down things like having five minute non-charging breaks before and after charging can actually make a yep. big a big difference um it's amazing how how well you can actually manage the temperature of a battery if you start it early on in the piece once mm -hmm. the battery's hot it's not much you can do then maybe put a bit of ice on like adam had a one did i haven't tried that and how effective that is but but no yeah. managing it early on and use it leaving full like you said taking advantage of ac charges that you're not going to ramp on the heat with those and, mm. and just having 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 a little peaks between you know you don't have that battery consumption and then charge consumption charge um heat generation so yeah um triple x 18 online says free girls in your city <laughs> <laughs> well, <there you> <laughs> do they like electric cars <laughs> yeah well that's right i mean you know get this important um yeah, uh, Rukshin says, is anyone doing 110 minute highway? No, everyone's doing 120. Just 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 be clear here. Everyone's doing 120. Um it's just it's like the it's like the toll road north of Auckland, even though that's still only hundred. Uh everyone's doing hundred and twenty. 
um, CJ says uh, BYD. So I'm going to go back. Where's the, what was it you're saying? Three quarters an hour. Uh, three quarters and an and hour out of town. You're using you're using quite a lot of charge there for that first three quarters an hour there uh, there um, uh, CJ. But uh, I guess there's a hill. Yeah. Uh, Napa to Talpio, pretty big elevation too. Definitely tune up more electrons going in that direction. Luckily, the speed limit on that road is really slow, which helps, weirdly. Uh, and of course, there are a couple of charges on there, but I suspect they will be some very busy charges this season. Um, yeah, Carl I've, says, I've always had, um, you know, um, the uh, desert road from Turangi to Waiudu, um, Tokoroa to Taupo, uh, Napier, I guess, to the middle on the way to yeah. Taupo. You know, those, the certain roads that you just, you always have more than you, you always have 20% more than you want. You know, on, yeah. on those roads because um, they can get stupidly high consumption at certain times. Oh, the, the Napier Talpo Road on the way up is so steep, it will. Uh, Generation 1 Outlanders struggle. Yeah. yeah. So, so I don't know if anyone's ever done this, but if you've got a load on board and you leave Napier, by the time you're getting into some of the bigger climbs, you've exhausted your battery and. It can't. It's unless you set it on. I think you're best off to leave it on range save and use a lot of gas uh, early out because once you get to some of those bigger hills, they run out of battery uh, and they um, can't generate enough power with the motor to keep up with the power demand from the wheels, and so they will restrict themselves. And you'll drop down sometimes to 60 kilometers an hour going up some of those hills. So just be aware of that. It's a little hot tip there for Outlander drivers if you're carrying the family from Napier up to Telpo is to for the when you're getting through just watch your battery and sometimes hit the battery save function just to top it up a little bit to give yourself some boost for getting up those hills um lance says uh, road either way that there's basically there's there's two massive peaks you basically go up a massive yeah. peak then down and then up another one and down it's, mm. it's a pretty um, intense road for elevation changes. yeah yeah uh, lance says just want to wish you all a merry christmas and a happy new year thank you and uh cj says uphill yeah must be one heck of an uphill right i think we have been here long enough thank you for everyone to uh, for for listening to our uh, our rants tonight um now we i'm gonna try and put together a little bit of a quick live stream next week just from the end of the trip it'll be a very quick one just tell you guys how we went um, i'm also looking at whether um there's any interest in us live streaming parts of the trip so potentially what we might do is actually slap a camera on the dashboard and live stream, say, um, the ferry through to Kaikoura from the Mifa 9. Uh, but also we'll put up a tracker so people can see where we are on the trip. And if you want to pop out to where we are and wave us down or say hello to Charger, please do. Um, at this stage, Steve, I think we will be swinging by Taupo unless... Did you say that, that you've seen a, there's a new Charger at... at um, at the Z station yeah, in Turing? Yeah, they've swapped it out. So I so I think it's currently limited to fifty kilowatt. Um, but it's a seventy five no, I don't know. It might be it might have changed that <coughs> excuse me. I think in November the something or other, they were changing it to seventy five kilowatt. Um uh, so it's a it's a dual unit, it's a I don't know what brand it is, but it's um yeah, it's, it's basically it's on the screen it says seventy five kilowatt, but it's it seems to be fifty, but yeah, I think it's probably right, yeah. But yeah, same, Keep an eye on that because just plucked it out and put put a different one in. Because if I follow my own rules and charge early, then I may be able to skip Telpo because 
I'm not sure I love Taupo. It's a long way into town and back out again. How can you skip such a beautiful place? What about Drive EV? You can't just stop there. <laughs> well, I'm, go- I'm going on Sunday, so Drive EV is closed. Oh, well, fair enough then. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. I- uncommitted staff, what can you do? <laughs> but, it- but if we do come through Taupo, I'm sure, you- I'm sure you and Ned will probably shoot down to check out the MIFA 9. So, yeah, absolutely, uh, yep. yeah, yep. yeah. Enjoy the large seats. Um, we can do the Ned so- test. Do you reckon Ned will fit in there? Oh yeah, easy. Yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one we have unfortunately doesn't have the massage seats. So yeah. <sighs> probably yes. probably for the video you might find that um, myself, Jay, and Ned will stand in the back, loiter in the back, and come away with Right, we we're um, we are uh, we are ending now. We're just about to end. Um, so we bring the the Toba King back in quickly. Uh, I'll quickly fire through these last few comments. Um, Carl says, uh, I'll wait five minutes before and after charging. Leave it 100% and I'll drive sensibly. Minimize the regen, I've been told, is a good move. Don't use the e-pedal and leave it in D. Um, Margaret says, we have used to have to stop on 16 campground sockets at the cafe up top between Napier and Taupo. Uh, Rookshan says, if you're stopping in Hamilton, I'd be keen to check that out. I'm not, but I think you'll find your LDV dealer in Hamilton's got one if you want to go and have a look at one. Uh, and Ned says, challenge accepted. Ned test sounds good. Okie dokie. You're too small. <laughs> well, if, if, you, if, you jump on, if you jump on the video on the EVs and Bone YouTube channel, you can see me, a rather large six foot and very wide man in the uh, massage seats in the back of the upspeak model jiggling about on a bumpy south auckland road so uh go check that if you like a little bit of man jiggle uh and (laughs) (laughs) what what did you just come into mark um i don't know a different one (laughs) (laughs) yeah look on and and so on that bombshell we will end thank you very much uh everyone for watching thank you very much steve from drive ev and mark the Tesla Tobar King. We'll catch everyone again for a very short uh, live stream next Tuesday. Thank you.